This episode of Bringing the Backups is brought to you by comedian Eric Helwig's fantasy football team. In an insane display of making it about himself, Eric wants you to know he was starting Henry Ruggs and Aaron Rodgers on his fantasy football team this week, and now he's fucked. Because after all, it's all about Eric. Support Eric's fantasy football team by petitioning ESPN to allow him to play O.J. Simpson next week as his flex. The juice is loose. Eric's fantasy football team. When you're here, you're family. We're also brought to you by the upcoming Alec Baldwin film, Rust. Rust is a gritty Western shoot-em-up centering around a wayward cowboy. Oop, you know, this one's from a couple weeks ago. I'll skip this. Lastly, this episode of Bringing the Backups is sponsored by the Joe Rogan Experience on Spotify, the only lens through which to view free speech, America, and the world. Hosted by the guy that used to make people drink yak jizz while hanging upside down off the Hoover Dam, this podcast is a must-listen to if you haven't virtue signaled to your friends in the last seven seconds. Enjoy new episodes on Spotify or go back to 2011 shows and cancel a comic because you're addicted to the chemicals that performative moral purity sends to your brain. What's that? Can't find us on Spotify? We know. We tried to hide there. But YouTubers couldn't stop posting clickbaity JRE reaction videos so they can build a following off Rogan's name. Anyway, stop acting like you're above it and listen to the Joe Rogan Experience on Classmates.com. That's right. While reading this ad, the Joe Rogan Experience signed a $500 billion deal with Classmates.com. Classmates.com, your only destination for the Joe Rogan Experience and bring in the backups. Oh, what is up? Welcome to Bringing the Backups. I'm your host, Eric Helwig. On the show today, guestless. I got no guests on the show today. That's right. Three shows into the season. Two of the episodes are going to be just me. Although I guess my wife was kind of like a pseudo guest on the first episode. Uh, but whatever, that doesn't matter. Why am I doing this? This is not the time. Uh, so for this show, uh, since I'm not plugging any guests, I do want to plug the Boston Comedy Festival, which I am going to be performing in on November 10th. That is a Wednesday night show in Boston. You can find ticket details at erichelwig.com. Also on the podcast today, I'm talking about Nick Foles. And here's the thing. I've been saving Nick Foles for the podcast for like a big moment, but I realize. I'm just going to do a bunch of Nick Foles podcasts. You know, as an Eagles fan, I, he deserves at least eight or nine episodes. So this episode is going to be called uh, Nick Foles is God Part One. I might not call it that. I don't know. It's a working title. But the point is, is there'll be like multiple Nick Foles podcasts. But this one, just a solo episode, going to be easy to talk about. I figure the trade deadline's coming up. We can talk some possible Nick Foles destinations, huh? Does that sound like a little bit of fun on the show? Here's some Eagle fanboying out. Uh, as always, support the show by going on Apple Podcasts, leaving us a five-star review. You can follow me on YouTube as well, where the show's posted. Enjoy the show. Thanks for being here. Yamis, take it away. Grab your gear and lace it up. Helmets on and cup your nuts. It's that time you know what's up. Here we go. Bring in the backup. Welcome in to Bringing the Backups. 
Oh, Bo Buddy. Here we go. This is, uh, when, did, when do you guys listen to this? This one's going to be on the 9th, I think. Yeah, you're going to be listening to this on Tuesday, November 9th. I guess that's not true. You could be listening to this in, you know, 80 years from now. You could be an alien species that came to Earth. And then this is what survived. That's possible, too. But likely, based on the numbers, about 70% of you listen in the first couple days. So you're going to be listening to it around November 9th, November 10th of uh, 2021. That's likely. Uh, if you are listening to this, by the way, I got to plug. I just have to plug. Show in Boston on Wednesday, November 10th, as part of the Boston Comedy Festival. I mean, look, let's just get it out of the way right now. We're, we'll talk. I'll talk about Nick Foles later. Nick Foles, greatest backup quarterback of all time. Uh, no question. The reason this is a podcast. It, it, it's 50-50. It's half Coy Detmer, which was the first episode I ever did, and half Nick Foles. That was the motivation for why this even exists. So you had to wait all the way till season two to, to, for Nick Foles to get an official episode of the podcast, but he gets one now. And like I said, he's going to get multiple episodes. I might do, I might do the rest of the season. It's just a Nick Foles podcast. There's enough to talk about. He's earned it. As I Google his uh, Wikipedia page, I bet I can probably get a lot of his stuff without even having to look it up. I think I'm on that level with Nick Foles, but anyway, we'll talk about him a little bit later. The legend that is Nick Foles and how he's been mistreated in his time since winning a Super Bowl, but multiple organizations have wronged him, obviously. You know, all those all those organizations are doomed, including the Eagles. But no, I want to talk about the Boston Comedy Festival. I mean, I get here's the thing. Come out and support if you're in the area. You know, I've got some uh yeah, just doing the podcast, I made friends with uh, uh, Maddie and Tyler, who run the Sports and Shit podcast. Hopefully, they'll be coming out to the show. Get to have hung out with those guys online so much. Like, when I see them, you know, they could have, like, you know, burned up faces. I would have no idea. It wouldn't matter. We'd still stay friends. Don't fucking come with your pitchforks yet. All right? I'm not saying I wouldn't be friends with people with burned up faces. I'm just saying they could have burned up faces. I don't know. It wouldn't affect the way I feel about them. I'm just saying it. I would, you know, it's possible. But no, I'm flying out to Boston on, uh, geez, it's so crazy. So I'm recording this on Sunday night. On Monday, I've got my show, uh, Barely Making It LA, is coming back. I mean, you guys, I guess, can see it on uh, December 13th, which will be the next show. But, you know, nobody's going to hear me promote a show that's happening on November 8th, if this comes out on November 9th. But let me just say this. The show went great. All the comics crushed. Uh, I uh, was the best. And at the end, uh, you know, I was signed to a, I don't know, an agency. I don't even, I don't, I don't even know what my career goal is at this point. Like, li- literally, like, my career goal, somebody comes up and asks for a business card to listen to my podcast. That's what I'm hoping for now. So, you know, who, who knows, you know, you just focus on the work. That's what they say. You focus on the work, which is not what I'm doing so far on this pod. Anyway, so I'm going to Boston. I'm going to fly to Boston. And then, uh, here's the deal. So I got my day job, which the hours are super early. 
here. So like I like on the it's West Coast hour, so I work from seven to three thirty at this job. Great for comedy at night and all that stuff. Have gotten used to the schedule, but when I go to the East Coast, the job's gonna be ten to six thirty. And I gotta work I have to work it. So I'm gonna travel on Tuesday and then I'm gonna work from my hotel room on Wednesday and then run to go do this show. Here's the deal with the Boston Comedy Festival, all right? I got a hotel, I'm in town. I'm there for five days. I'm only booked on one show because it's like a competition show. So, you know, I'm I trust myself to advance in the competition. That's why I did it. That's why I said yes to go to this festival. But theoretically, I could go on stage, bomb on Wednesday night, and then just be sitting in a hotel room in Boston for four days. I took I took a risk with this one. I cannot fuck up my five-minute set at the Boston Comedy Festival on Wednesday, November 10th. Details on my website, erichelwig.com. But, oh, oh my God, the rage that will be evident in me on the next episode of this podcast if I don't advance past the first round. I mean, I'm telling you guys, I can't back away from it now. I can't pretend like it went well if it doesn't go well. Oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine that if I flew across the country to do a five-minute set? I think the winner of the Boston Comedy Festival gets like a like ten thousand dollars or some crazy thing. So I was like, uh, you know, my eyes are bigger than my stomach. I'm like, I can do that. And then I'm like, adding up the plane ticket in the hotel room. Like, holy, this is a pretty big. This is a pretty big gamble. You know, fingers crossed all the comics on my show suck. You know, I know that's not good for the audience, but I could give a shit if it's a good show for you guys. I need to win. I need, at the very least, I need to advance to the Thursday night show. You know, championship round on Saturday, I think. That'd be great, too. But motherfucker, if I'm a one and done here, oh boy. I wouldn't listen to the next episode of this podcast. That'll be the one that gets me in trouble. Holy shit. So so it's weird. Like, I'm excited to go. Like, I love Boston. I've been there before. It's a, it's a nice town. I mean, they say there's no better time to go than the middle of November for Boston. That's when the temperature is at its peak. It's actually not true. It's probably February. It's going to be the worst. But it's going to be cold as fuck. Probably buy myself a... Uh, Little Red Sox hoodie. I, tr- I I thought about doing the accent there, but I, I, it's embarrassing. It's becomes Jamaican pretty quick. But yeah, Boston Comedy Festival. Come out, support it. If you guys are, uh, you know, I know I've got a couple listeners in the Boston area. I can break down my listeners by state on Podbean. All right, you hear? I I I see you, Hawaii. <laughs> Who the fuck is listening in Hawaii? <laughs> All 20 of you. I what do you how did you hear about this? I don't I don't talk about you. I don't speak to your issues. I don't have any podcast about like active volcanoes that people build homes on. I think it's stupid to do that. Are the Hawaii volcanoes active? I don't know. That's a good thing to find out. Let's Google this right now. Hey. Solo solo podcast episode. You're gonna hear a lot of me typing. Hawaii volcanoes active. Let's see what pops up here. 
Two of the world's most active volcanoes, Kaleu and Mauna Loa, can be found on Hawaii Island. Oh, yeah, no, they did erupt. I remember I was watching, like, Hawaii lava rivers a couple years ago. Yeah, holy shit. That's crazy. They have five main volcanoes that are considered active. Man, that's so wild. It's a little scary to think about where Hawaii is. You know, I know, like, technically, like, we're all just, like, streaking through space and time, and that's scary, too. But Hawaii's just in the middle of the ocean. Hawaii and Alaska, they're so far away. Like, do you guys ever feel that, like, the scope of how far they are is, is, like, a little scary? I don't know. That's just me. I, I just I don't feel comfortable in the ocean ever. I just don't feel like it's my thing. So part of me is like, if Hawaii ever sinks, the people there, I'm like, you know, you kind of asked for it. You lived in the ocean. <laughs> and that's not serious. I don't want Hawaii to sink. I obviously don't want it to sink, but I would feel bad for the people. But I'm saying, like, it's it's a danger. I feel like just by virtue of how isolated it is, it's dangerous, right? Like, they got to be, like, really fucking careful with the COVID stuff out there, I think, because they're an island. They have, like, a whole different protocol. Even QAnon in Hawaii is still like, yeah, 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 but we're on an island, guys. Like, everything except the COVID thing. (laughs) We can't be QAnon about COVID because we'll all die. I mean, there's a line. I'm still supposed to go out to Hawaii in... February for that uh, for another festival that uh, Aloha Comedy Festival. I'm assuming that's still going to happen. I mean, who knows? This is the the level to which I know about Hawaii is that I watched a little bit of the Hawaii football team and they were starting to let people come to their football games. So I guess that means it's getting better because for a while they were just doing the thing where they were playing in like an empty makeshift stadium and playing crowd noise and they were doing that this year i was like oh why are they doing it because and then it was like oh because it's hawaii they got a separate covid thing but now they seem to let be letting friends and family back in so i guess that means i can do my festival i don't know i probably could just call the guy that i know that runs the festival and ask him if it's on track but i don't live my life like that all right i go to the beat of my own drum just like aaron Rodgers. all right i go to the beat of my own. <laughs> Should we get into that? Oh man, that's a that's a fun one, huh? Here's the thing, like I don't know I I am not educated on the vaccine. I just took it. You know, I don't even feel good saying like I don't know if it's anybody's business that I took it, but fuck it. Like I took it. But I don't like if it like does like make you not sterile later, I'd be like, okay, all right, I guess I just can't have kids. Like I I acknowledge it's people like follow the science. It's like, and what? Know what it means? I don't still don't know what it means, even if I follow it. <laughs> I don't, nobody knows what anything means. You're just kind of like agreeing with the people that you already agree with and going that direction. So it's like when somebody's like Aaron Rodgers is going on for 20 minutes about the research he did, I'm like, I don't know. Could it be good research? It could be. I have no idea. Did somebody just come in the room? Oh, that's my wife. She was uh, taking a shower. I thought she was coming to yell at me for spreading misinformation about COVID. (laughs) It's 10 
o'clock. I procrastinated so much. Sunday night, 10 o'clock. I got to be at work in nine hours. I'm recording the podcast now. Tomorrow, I've got to go to work, pack for an early morning Tuesday flight, go do my comedy show. Boy, I should have done stuff on Saturday, huh? Aaron Rodgers, he lied. Okay, fine, he lied. Suspend him a game, I guess. Can we be done with this shit already? Are we are we close to done yet? What the fuck? Can we just be done? Hasn't everybody had their chance to like do it? You either get vaccinated or you don't. But like, I don't. I just don't care. I don't care. I can't get up to care about other people's decisions anymore. You know, it's like you just do what you do. I don't even say it's a bad decision or a good decision. It's just their decision. I'll be honest, my decision, I just told my wife, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I don't want to fight about it. That's what it was. <laughs> I was too worried about how much weight I was gaining during COVID to think about whether or not I should take the vaccine. I said, you just tell me what to do. I'll do it. I didn't, I didn't do any research. I don't know anything. <laughs> but I, I, I still have opinions, but I don't, I don't have any knowledge of anything. So when people are like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is stupid, I'm like, well, he can talk for... A lot longer about the reason he made a decision than I did. So, I don't know. Does that make me stupid? No, I'm smart because I agree with the person who's talking. I did the thing that they wanted me to do. But I have zero, like, in, like information about why I made that decision. I was literally just like, I'm trapped in a house with my wife. We're not going to fight about it. You tell me what to do. That's, that's what I did. Sometimes you like, you got to pick your battles, and that's what I do, all right? I'm not some pushover guy, but sometimes you just go, honey, it's on you. Whatever you say goes. You pick your battles. You're smart about it. That's what I did. That keeps me in the good graces of the, the fine communists in the state of California. <laughs> but I don't, I'm not educated. I, I'm not. I'm done pretending like I am. I'm opinionated. But I'm not educated. All right, I guess that's enough commenting on Aaron Rodgers. I'm not kidding in that uh, that ad I played up top. Aaron Rodgers is my starting quarterback in fantasy football. All right, I was disappointed in him for that. All right, I had a big game. I actually won because the other dude I'm playing today just played a fucking horrible lineup. You had Aaron Rodgers and I had Henry Ruggs. Oops. My boy Henry not coming through. Whew, buddy, that's a tough one. That was, uh, that's one of those ones where you just, like, the more you think about it, the, like, you get mad and sad at the same time. You're like, you fucking, God, you took, you took a life. It's rough. I knew a guy that uh, got drunk and killed somebody in this car. In college. Why am I talking about this? Nobody wants to know this. Uh, that's just a terrible situation. You know, I'd say like thoughts, you know, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Of the thoughts and prayers. Anybody that think that shit works. The point is, is like, it's terrible. You feel bad for everybody involved. I will say one of the funny things. It's a little funny, but you got to look. You got to look for the comedy. All right. One of the funny things, whenever there's anything like this that happens in football, is like the all football shows, like NFL Network or whatever. 
they'll come on. It's like six dudes that are there to talk about football. And, you know, the lady that introduces them. And, you know, they're like, okay, Henry Ruggs has killed somebody. And they're all like, you know, who could even talk about football at a time like this? You know, you just feel for the family. And the next guy's like, you know, it's times like this you really realize how little football matters. You know, times like this. The next guy's like, I I wouldn't even dream to talk about football. And there's like a five-second pause and somebody's like, you should probably pick up Latavius Murray. He's going to get more carries this week. Like, they got to fit in the fact. <laughs> There's no way they're not going to say anything about football. It's what you're there for, dude. Like, all right, you've expressed that you're sad, but what do I do with my fucking lineup? You know, like, I am sad, but I'm also going to, I'm not going to not replace him in my lineup. I'm not going to seed the week in remembrance of the people that have, I'm going to get somebody else. Who do I pick up? Who's on the waiver wire? Are there any sleepers in week nine? Jesus. (laughs) I didn't realize my starting receiver was going to be driving 160 miles on the fucking strip. Whatever the hell he was doing. God, it's it's, it's brutal. It's a brutal. You can't do that. Look, I I was young. I was in college. I've, I've, I've done that before. Not that, but like I've been irresponsible, okay? Not bragging, but like it's a thing that people do, and that's why I don't I don't judge it like ethically as hard because I'm like I, I get it. You're young, you made a mistake, you know it's hard. You get you kind of as an athlete, you've probably got people. You think you're invincible, like why wouldn't you on some level? I just feel like when you hear that, it's like he had like a I thought I heard it, like he had a gun in the car. He was going like 157 miles an hour. Just like, and he wasn't even on like a highway. He was, it was like there were traffic lights and shit. And you're like, I, th- I feel like when you're at that level, it's like you're living your life like you're in a video game almost. Like everything feels like a simulation. So I, I do think that's part of it, you know? It's the mentality and it's fucking terrible. But, you know, I, I don't know. We, 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 I'll get off it. But it's tough, you know. The Raiders law. Who do the Raiders lose to today? I think the Raiders, again, I'm recording on Sunday, so they played their first game after. Man, tough season for the Raiders. Jesus. Obviously, this is worse than the Gruden stuff, but. Okay, Raiders lost to the Giants. Oh, man, those guys are those guys are hurting. You got to be hurting pretty bad to lose to the Giants. I mean, they were on the road. That makes it a little bit. More tenable. By the way, I did pick up Daniel Jones. Ended up uh, replacing Aaron Rodgers on my lineup. So, but he played like shit. Let's look at these fantasy points. What did Daniel Jones do for me? Ugh, eight eight point one. Come on, Aaron. Look what you did to me. Yeah, I was projected with like with Aaron Rodgers and Rugs in my lineup. I was gonna get like to like one fifteen or something. I only got to ninety one points. I, I underperformed. Tough stuff. Tough stuff. I don't know. What I was saying was, is like, you you, got to put everything in perspective. Like, somebody makes a mistake. They're not intending to hurt anybody. But the truth is, if you've ever made the same mistake and didn't hurt anybody, like, it's just luck. Like, I'm lucky I never hurt anybody driving drunk. But, like, I can't be like, this 
irredeemable because I, I can't be because I have technically done it myself. I just didn't kill anybody, you know? So it's like, obviously, you never do that again. I'm going to say that. Never, ever do that, people. Never. It's stupid. Especially, especially now. Oh, my God. Like, because I was reading the thing, like, apparently the NFL, like, they provide chauffeurs for all their players. Like, every, anytime they want it, somebody will just come pick them up to specifically avoid this. So that's one. You already got that. It's probably, like, a nice car, too. But even if you don't have that, like, we all have Uber in our phone. Like, why would anybody ever do it? It, it, really, it really is crazy. Like, it is, it is like a, you know, selfish thing to do. At, like, there's no, I'm not making excuses for me, but it was like a little more rural where I lived, I guess. Less people on the, I'm, I, this is bad. I might cut this out. But look, the point is, today's world, you just, you can't do it. Like, technology has made it so that you're really being an asshole. Whether or not the bad thing happens, you got to be responsible in that way. So, you know, if, if, you, if in case you were on the fence about continuing to drive drunk, I hope this show has straightened you out. <laughs> I know people come here for moral guidance, as they do with all comedians now. We're really more... I'm really more about telling people how to live their life as opposed to being funny on this show. But yeah, you got to, uh, it sucks, man. You got to, you got to take responsibility for your actions. I, I'm sure he will, you know, serve his time and whatever. Oh God. And he's like looking at like 30 years. I like how I said 20 minutes ago, I was going to get off of this and now I just keep sinking back into it. What else did I write down on this sheet of paper? I must have written something besides Henry Ruggs. I know I wrote other things. <laughs> Let me, can I, can I, can I give a shout out on my podcast? I got to give a shout out. Okay. Uh, and after this, I'll talk about Nick Foles because I haven't done that yet. So I'll talk about, I'll give this shout out. We'll do a pre-planned bit. I think you guys are going to like it. It's an old classic. A lot of, lot of people from season one said this was their favorite pre-planned bit, so it's coming up. I actually forgot that I was going to talk about Nick Foles. That's what happened. I'm like 25 minutes into the pod, and I was like, oh, fuck. I'm supposed to talk about the quarterback sooner. I have to follow the schedule of bringing the backups. <laughs> it's really important. People at home are like, hey, doesn't he do that at the 15-minute mark? You guys don't know or give a fuck about the schedule of this show, but I do. I'm trying to hold strong to it. But uh, I want to shout out my buddy Rich Ruiz, who's going to come on the podcast at some point. You know, he's a, he's a very busy man. But he has got the best motherfucking breakfast burritos in L.A. And if you want to eat one, here's what you can do. Pull out your phone right now. Right now. Pull out your phone and, and look at it, even if you're driving. Even if you're drunk. <laughs> Henry Ruggs. Uh... Pull out your phone. Type into the uh, bar at the top. I want you to type in stand up comedala. So it's stand up and then C-O-M-I-D-A-L-A. It's a terrible name. I don't know why he named it that. But that is Rich Ruiz's uh, like breakfast burrito place. He makes these breakfast meals. Does it usually Saturday and Sunday. And you, you basically just text him or 
DM him on Instagram what you want to order. You go pick it up and you Venmo him, and the food is fucking on point. I've done it three times, every meal better than the next. And look, I got to be, I'm all celiacy. You know, when I go eat places, I'm like, um, excuse me, um, I'd like to have a little talk with you about your balsamic vinaigrette. What store was this made in, and can you verify the machinery that it was stirred in? Like, I got to really be a chode every time I go order food that I'm not cooking myself. And when I went, and, and Rich was, uh, you know, he, he handled that part gracefully. Made me a uh, delicious uh, uh, burrito. So it was a, a celiac burrito. I haven't had a good burrito in a year. Because you can't, they, they don't really make, like, the gluten-free uh, you know, tortillas like that. They make small ones, but the big ones are all crumbly and they suck and the burrito falls apart. So I haven't had a good one till Rich Ruiz, breakfast burrito. Got the steak burrito, seasoned perfectly. So if you guys want that, if you're in the LA area, you're willing to make a drive. He lives in Hollywood, so you got to go pick up some food in Hollywood, but I'm telling you, it is worth it. Do it right now. I'm going to give you the uh, Insta handle one more time for my buddy. It's at standup, C-O-M-I-D-A-L-A, standup, comedala. I got to talk about this name. It's hard to, it's dumb. It's a dumb name, but the food is great. I support it fully. I'll have him come on the podcast in the next couple weeks and defend the name. All right, with that, let's play a pre-planned bit. I think you guys might have an idea what this is if you're fans of the show, but we're going to take a little trip down memory lane with a pre-planned bit. Bring in the Backups presents Letters Home from the Bench October 26, 1997 Eric Zier writes My sweet Deirdre The Baltimore Ravens have bequeathed unto me the station of backup signal caller one position off the pace of Lee Gadabout Vinny Testaverde. While coaches insist I must buck and battle with Vinny until our bailwick has bartered, I am quenched in this pursuit and still yearn for my first passion, the craft of woodwork. Oh, Deirdre, how I ache for a chisel in one hand, mallet in the other the thrill and throb of tension between tools and timber. The further I carve into the wood, an ancient realization that esoterically strikes me dewy and different with each emergence reappears. The only unerring intransigence we endure is within ourselves. The war of art pillages all and returns no prisoner's breathing. Ravens head coach Ted Marchabroda lambast me with his incendiary palaver to, quote, put down the fucking logs during practice. He doesn't fathom that my soul serenades in harmony with the jangle of a parting tool hitting an alloy table. As I whittle, my finger traces the skew chisel and grand providence itself shines a ray so brilliant through me I swear my heart may burst. Deirdre, my regard for you 
is carved in my heart and forged in eternity. Always and everywhere, Eric. P.S. I made a sculpture of you and I have sex with it. And we're back. I didn't play the pre-planned bit for me. I just stopped talking for 10 seconds. So I'm going to insert it later. Uh, so I don't, I don't remember what I said in the pre-planned bit, but I'm sure whatever it was, it was funny. I wasn't listening with you just now. <laughs> you guys are like, stop telling us how you make the show. Nobody cares. Just be middlingly funny. Okay, no problem. I'll continue to do that. Nick Foles, baby. I was going to say, I was going to call the episode Nick Foles is God Part 1. But it's like, is that hack Nick Foles, blank, blank, is God? It's just like, ugh, I, I, I'll, maybe I'll come up with something else. Whatever I title it, it's going to be the title. Like, it's going to be Part 1 at the end, and there's going to be, like, many parts. So it needs to be a name that I'm going to be willing to see once or twice a season for the next 20 years, however long I do uh, barely making it. So I'll think about that later. I don't know what the title is of the episode yet. But Nicholas Edward Foles, born January 20th, 1989, is a quarterback for the Chicago Bears, kind of. Let's not get me started on what the Bears have done to Nick Foles this season, huh? This is a Super Bowl champion that's being disrespected. Disrespected. Don't like it. Actually, the reason I wanted to do him uh, today is because I was reading a, an article about possible trading partners for Nick Foles. And they said the Saints would be good for him uh, to back up Winston. And I was like, let's find him a fucking starting job. In fact, you know what? That's what we're going to do. I'm going to look up all 32 NFL teams. We're going to go through one by one and see which teams should trade for Nick Foles. All right. Let's pull up the, the sheet of teams. Here we go. Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, fuck Kyler Murray. Nick Foles, he's in. There's one. Atlanta Falcons. Uh, yeah, Matt Ryan looking a little old. See ya, buddy. Congrats on the bloody hand last week. Oh, tough guy. Did you win a Super Bowl yet? Nope. Foles is in. Two for two. Carolina Panthers, come on. Come on. You, they know Darnold's not. They know. They know. Three for three, Nick Foles, starting quarterback. Chicago Bears. I like Justin Fields, but you know who I like a little bit more? The guy that won the motherfucking Super Bowl for the Eagles. Four for four. I think he's going to start every team on the... Okay, the Cowboys are next. Like that. I like Dak. I do like Dak. But uh, you know what else I like? Hugging my father in the streets of Philadelphia after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Nick falls over Dak, five for five. Is this bit old yet? Because I'm going all the way through, baby. Detroit Lions, who we got? Jared Goff. Jared Goff. I follow, uh, I watch a, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but um, it's like a podcast with like these Lions fans and they got one of their old running backs as the main guy. And he's literally like, they're going through game tape of Jared Goff on the Lions this year, and the guy's having a panic attack. Like, what the fuck are we doing? This guy, I, I didn't think he was that good in L.A. 
Like, he just is not an impressive player to me, and I feel like Detroit got him because, whatever, they needed to trade Stafford. That's what they could get. But Goff is not a long-term solution in Detroit. So, yeah, Foles over Goff. He's starting there, too. Green Bay Packers. Uh-oh. We'll see how long they keep Rodgers out for. I I just, let him, who cares? What, his his girlfriend is like Wiccan or something, so she like makes him do spiritual shit? He's in a relationship with a lady who likes that stuff. So what what is he supposed to do? He probably did what I did. All right, he probably went to Shailene Woodley, his beautiful girlfriend who's hot, and was like, you tell me what to do. And she was like, I'm gonna do a rain dance over you and that'll protect you from COVID. And he was like, great. That's what happened, all right? It's called it's called being in a relationship, assholes. You make compromises. <laughs> I'm sure he would have gotten vaccinated two years ago if he wasn't dating this chick, but he is. So give him a break. <laughs> Christ, you never you never seen a part of yourself change in a relationship. He's grown his hair long. He he's going through something. She's a very pretty lady, great actress. Did you see Little Lie, Little Big Lie, whatever that show was, where the waves are crashing? Against the rocks. And the ladies are like, ooh, 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 ooh. you know that show? Little little liars, lies that are lies. <laughs> Who? It's got lies in it. Whatever. That lady is hanging out with Aaron Rodgers. They're doing stuff. She's wicking, to my understanding. So he didn't get vaccinated. Not a, not a surprise. Anyway, he's out. Jordan Love sucks. And they signed Blake Bortles to the practice squad. Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, that might be the only guy that I say starts over Nick Foles. I still believe in Bortles. Bortles, baby. All right, the Rams, they got Stafford. Stafford, man. Could be a Hall of Famer, I think, if he wins a Super Bowl with the Rams. I mean, his numbers are great in Detroit. He's an amazing competitor. And he still hasn't won the Super Bowl yet. Nick Foles, baby, fuck you. Every team so far. Only guy he hasn't beaten out so far is Bortles. Uh, would I trade Nick Foles to the Minnesota Vikings? Who are the Vikings got? Oh, they got Kirk. Kurt? Is it Kurt or Kirk? It's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. There was a uh, Eagles podcast I listened to, the Go Birds podcast. You said this guy John Barchard on it, and he used to call him Kurt uh, Cut Coupons. <laughs> Full credit. I thought that was hilarious. In my head, he's Cut Coupons. Kurt Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Oh, it's Kirk. Oh my God. Is it Kirk? Who cares? Falls over Cousins. The Saints. Yeah. Okay. I like, uh, yeah, I'll take Falls over Winston. Sure. Well, you know, why not? I'm this far into the bit. Uh, Daniel Jones and the Giants. I do like Daniel Jones. The, the Giants' best offensive play is him running in a straight line. He's like really fast and nobody. Nobody seems to be able to catch him. And then we go, oh, the Eagles. Do the Eagles right their wrong? I love Jalen. You know, I love Jalen more than I think he... Everybody loves Jalen. Everybody wants him to be great. And he's clearly not. But he's got the heart of a champion, and I want him to get better. But until he does, Nick Foles starts. Yes, Eagles should trade back for Nick Foles. San Francisco, oh my God, hell Yeah. Yeah, I'll take Foles over the starters in San Francisco. Seahawks, who they they run in uh they're running Geno Smith, old 
Didn't he catch like a forearm shiver from a backup linebacker eight years ago and like never recover or something? I I, I didn't know he was still in the league. I got to show Gino a little more respect, I suppose. I'm sure, I, I don't know when Russell's coming back. But uh, even if Russell was there, fuck it. Nick Foles. Tampa Bay Bucks, Tom Brady. Well, who won against who? All right? Last I checked, they played head-to-head. Washington football team. You know what? Foles doesn't beat out Heineke. I think Heineke's got something in him deep down. I can just kind of feel Heineke. (laughs) I I root for Heineke too much. It's a draw. Uh, Tennessee Titans, Tannehill. Yeah, Foles over Tannehill. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Roethlisberger. Dude, he looks like my grandfather out there this season. He looks terrible. Yes. Goodbye. Now, if it was Mason Rudolph, that's the guy that got, like, hit in the head, like, uh, by uh, Miles Garrett <laughs> with the helmet. I don't know. I'm so, I, like, I do like Oklahoma State a lot, and I know he went to school there, so I think I have, like, a soft spot. So uh, I'll still give it to Foles, but it's close. For the Jets... Uh, who the who's it now? Is it Matt White? It's Josh Johnson. I, I mean, if it the Jets are on their third string quarterback, I can't do that to them. The Jets keep their starters the way they are. All right, but if it was Zach Wilson, the rookie, trade for Foles. Patriots. I can't believe I've done this for this long. I'm taking up the whole fucking Foles segment on this. I'm not, I haven't said a, a word about. Okay, who cares? This is just what the podcast is today. Patriots. Who's the page? They got uh, Mac Jones. Uh, yeah, take a seat. Foles over Jones, uh, Miami Dolphins. Oh my God, who I know it's not Tua anymore, right? They're not starting Tua. Again, I don't really care. It'll be Foles there. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert is amazing. I, I watched that Eagles Chargers game today. He is a baller, man. I like him. I think he's and people do not talk about him because the Chargers, the Chargers are like. If, if you told me tomorrow that the Chargers were actually an MLS soccer team that was mistakenly put in the NFL, I would believe you. Like, their uniforms kind of look like that. Like, they don't look like anybody else's uniforms. It's just a weird thing. Like, ju- it's just weird that they're not in San Diego still. I've, already, I've gotten used to the Las Vegas Raiders. I have not adapted to the Los Angeles Chargers. They do not belong. But no, Foles, don't, tr- no, let, let, uh, let Justin Herbert develop. I like that I'm like giving some, I'm like acting like some of these are real suggestions. For the Raiders, you fuck Derek Carr. I mean, way to stick by your buddy through this rug situation, but Foles over you. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl. Yes, he did. Uh, Foles over Mahomes. And then we got the Jaguars. Yeah. uh, I'll go Foles over uh, the uh, Lawrence. Indianapolis Colts. (laughs) I remember when, uh, when, uh, when Wentz was injured. In the beginning of the season, they were, like, suggesting that maybe uh, the Colts should trade for Nick Foles to just start the first couple games of the season. And I would have – I could have died happy. (laughs) 
I'm rewatching The Wire, and there's a line where uh, uh, Lester, you guys know, remember Lester? He's like the cop in The Wire. Like you think he's a he's a hump, but then he's actually like really a great cop. And he's talking about solving a case, and he goes, "Baby, I could die happy." He's black, if, if you can't tell from the voice. Uh, baby, I could die happy. That's how I feel if if Nick Foles had been traded to the Colts to back up Wentz again in a second city. I, I literally, I could get hit by a Mack truck and just live in that state of like, you know, like those last two seconds of your brain activity or whatever feels like a dream sequence that goes for years apparently. That's what I hope I would be thinking about when I get hit by a truck. <laughs> I hope that exact thought is running through my mind and I just live out the scenario of Carson Wentz being constantly agitated and followed throughout his life, past his NFL career, everything he ever wants to do. Nick Foles was there backing him up and doing a better job. That would be amazing. Houston Texans, sure, whatever. Don't care, Foles. Denver Broncos, I, I, uh, they got Bridgewater, right? Is it, is it Bridgewater there? Is this an NFL podcast? How do I not know that? Yeah, Foles. Cleveland Browns. I got a soft spot for Baker Mayfield, man. My boy gets so much hate. And I love when I was in Cleveland. I was doing that festival back in May. And everybody in Cleveland loves him. No, I didn't meet a single person the whole time I was there. And I asked. I was asking on stage. What do you guys think about Baker Mayfield? It was all cheers. Everybody loves him. The feeling about Baker Mayfield outside of Cleveland versus the feeling in him, they respect his, like, guts. They like that about him. So, fuck it. I mean, I don't know what the team's going to do, but that city is all in on Baker, so I am too. Stay away, Nick. Uh, Cleveland, or Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, Burrow's awesome. Burrow's great. Um... But he ain't Foles. Enjoy your time on the bench, bitch. Nick Foles, starter in Cincinnati, if I had my way. Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. Hey, he got bested by a linebacker named Josh Allen on Sunday. Looks like he needs to sit down for the rest of the season. Him and Mitch can play patty cakes. I don't give a fuck. Nick Foles, starting quarterback in Buffalo. And then the Baltimore Ravens. Love Lamar. Love, love, love Lamar. He's good. But, uh, you know, let's just end on a positive note. Nick Foles there. Somebody just give him a, give this guy a chance. He won the Super Bowl. He had a season in 2013 with the Eagles where he threw like 27 touchdowns and two interceptions, which was an all-time record. The dude can play. He's just not mobile. You got to have an offensive line. And you got to have like... You know, uh, something built to his skills, which is to say you have to have a bunch of really great players around him because he's not that good. But that's not the point. The point isn't that he's not good. The point is that he's magical. He's like a magic unicorn. And if you can't appreciate that, you're a fucking asshole. All right. That's the argument here. Nick Foles, greatest man to ever live. I am not gay, but I will service Nick Foles however he wants. He is the man. Dude, I hugged my dad. I hugged him. We won the Super Bowl. I'm still, I, I feel like I'm, I, I believe it or not, the edge is off with me when I talk about football, when I think about Nick Foles. 
and, and what he gave to my family. It, it was the great. It was to say it was the greatest thing that ever happened. Oh my God! I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm going to start crying if I think about it too much. It was amazing. It was so good. Oh, and it was the fact that it it wasn't like he backup one. He didn't like Jeff Hostetler throw three screen passes. And the and the Giants went on a missed field goal. It's none of that bullshit. He like outdueled Tom Brady and he threw for like 380 yards. Dropping dimes in the back of the end zone. Caught a fucking touchdown. Philly special, bitch. All right? Stop me when I'm saying something not true. Nick Foles is great. I don't know why he's not starting. It's great. It's crazy. I've already talked about it so much in the podcast, but like obviously the Eagles should have just traded Carson Wentz right then. You just trade him. Goodbye. Thanks. Okay? Thank you, next. Ariana had it right. Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. You just you just gotta you gotta know when you gotta know. Sometimes the nerds have a place. Okay, I like Moneyball. I like the movie. I like it. You can't get too attached to these players. You're buying wins until you win the Super Bowl. Then, then you suck for a year or two with the guys that won the Super Bowl. You get they, everybody gets to go again. That's got to be the rule. Otherwise, like, what are we doing? Like, why are we even here? You know. Okay, let's move off it. Nick, this is the first of this is the first Nick Foles podcast. Like I said, I'll probably try to do a more proper one where I'm not as rushed. I mean, that bit, I mean, I, I can't believe I went through all 32 teams, but I, I meant like half of it. <laughs> the, the article I was uh, I was reading was like, yeah, you could get Nick Foles for a seventh round pick. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> Don't even, at, at first rounder. Man, I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back. I wasn't ready to say goodbye. I wasn't. And remember, he played great the year after the Super Bowl. When they put him in, he had, like, the playoff beer. Like, he knew they were going to get rid of him. He knew they were committed to Wentz. But then Wentz got hurt, of course. Car- Foles goes in, double doinks his way in the fucking wild card. And then outplays the Saints. The Eagles, were they were going in for the touchdown. Alshon dropped the pass. They were going in for the go-ahead score with, like, 90 seconds left. They were stamping their ticket to the championship game with Foles again. I mean, it's 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 just he puts on the uni and see just... It's like you have, like, a shirt or a pair of pants, but you put it on, you're like, I look fucking good. My package is banging in these jeans. <laughs> you ever say that? <laughs> I know if there's ladies out there, ladies have favorite outfits. But, dudes, you could be real, too, okay? You got outfits you feel good in, too. You're like, I look good in this shirt. This shirt fits my shoulders well. It hangs nicely. This shirt, it makes me look big where I want to look big. Covers up the man tits. You got shirts you like. Nick Foles like how he looks in Midnight Green. And if we make the switch to Kelly Green, he'll like how he looks in that, too. Because the dude likes playing in Philly. All right, that's the uh, Nick Foles part of the podcast. Let me cross that out. Then now we got the we got the bringing the backups part out of the way. Oh, uh, there's a show you guys got to watch. If you guys watch Louder Milk, 
That show is fucking hilarious. Uh, I, so I just found it. Um, it's so funny. It's got Ron Livingston. He's a guy from Office Space. He's in Band of Brothers. He's a good actor. It's a show about alcoholics, but the casting is great. I love it. Um, they actually get like a ton, which I really like. They get like a bunch of like, uh, I don't know like the right way to say it, but like they get like disabled actors on the show a lot. And then they write for them, and it's not like, it's not like shitty, uh, what would you call it? like inspiration porn writing. Like it's fucking real. Like you can tell, you can just tell they have like an, a diverse writer's room. And I mean diverse and like actually diverse. Like people think differently, they make fun of everybody, they have people who, come at things from different angles and you can tell in the way the show is constructed that they purposely spray their fire evenly making fun of people. And then the way they write their characters, there's like a guy with like kind of like shorter arms. They've got somebody with like a big birthmark. You have people with like mental stuff going on and it's all like, they just write them like real people. It's such a good show. It's so funny. And it grows. It gets better. Every, there's, I think there's three seasons, and I think I think they're coming back for a fourth. Maybe it got canceled. I think it's uh, the Fairly Brothers, the guy, that, the guy that made me, myself, and Irene, a bunch of other funny shit. I read an article. I think they're still shopping around. I hope it gets a season four. It's amazing. But if you guys are looking for, like, a, a show to watch, I'd never heard of it. Someone recommended it. And I, I think I binged the whole thing in, like, two days. Louder Milk. Watch it. Give it a couple episodes. It will grow on you. It's really good. I also found like the this there's a uh this girl singer, her name's Lizzie in real life. In the show she plays like a I think a version of herself. What do you call that? Where you're like you're playing yourself, but it's not really you. It's like what I do in stand up. I should probably know the name. <laughs> Whatever it is, she's great. She's like my, my new favorite musician now. Every time I find something new, I'm like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. But she's actually, uh, she's awesome. And she'd never acted before. She's a great actor. Brian Regan is in it. One of my favorite comics. I'd never seen him act in anything before. The dude can cry so well. Holy shit, he's such a good crier. Brian Regan, it, like season three, it's like, I think he like came to the, writers and he was like hey guys i learned how to cry last year and they're like oh perfect we'll write every scene for you and so he plays this like this very he's very funny obviously he's brian regan in the show and it's a comedy but he plays this like tragic character i don't want to ruin anything um if you're actually gonna watch it but i, I don't know i'm not, i'm getting nothing out of plugging the show other than like i want you guys to have a nice experience check out the show you will love it louder milk and if you get to season three, Brian Regan's crying, you're going to be like, fucking Eric was right. That's some good crying. It's good acting, you know, to be able to cry well. What do we have, 51 minutes? All right, and I can, I can burn another 10 here. I'm trying to get to an hour. I'm going to try to keep the show 60 to 90 minutes moving forward. I've been having some two-hour ones here. And I'm like, people are going to start hating the guest. <laughs> At an hour 45. I got I to gotta trim it. I think that makes sense, too. If I have a guest, you know, keep the interview an hour. Keep my shit 30 minutes. That's fair. And when I do these solo pods, go for an hour. That's 60 minutes. You 60 to 90. 
I had a, uh, I just, I just love watching college football on Saturdays and then pro football on Sundays. It's, it's the best time. It's the best time of the year. Thanksgiving's coming up. And that's also, that's the best holiday that's ever, it's better than Christmas. It's better than anything. Cause you just, you just get to watch football all day. It's, it's, it's just the best. It's just always on. I feel bad for my wife, but I, I am so happy on college football Saturdays. And this is, I, this, I gotta say, there's a lot of things about LA. I don't love, you know, I'm an East coast guy. I was East coast most of my life. But people on the East Coast do not know the glory of football starting at 9 a.m. in the morning. You just don't know it. You, you haven't done it. You haven't made eggs and bacon and sat down at the TV at 8.50, barely awake, and there's football on. It is, you feel like, did I will this? Do I deserve this? I mean, I'm going to be on the East Coast next week. I'm like, oh, fuck, college football doesn't start till noon. What am I going to do? I'm telling you, what did I used to do with my Saturday mornings? Wait till noon. Now it starts. There's that. That's one advantage for the whole world living on fucking East Coast time. I love the early starts. Love it. And they're like, uh, how do we get more like attention for the pack, uh, you know, the pack, uh, pack 12, pack 10, pack 12. Oops. West coast college football. <laughs> oh my God. Is it the pack 10 or the pack 12? This is embarrassing. I think it's the, I, I, before I Google it, I'm going to say pack 10. It's the pack 12. Oh my God. This is, this is, this part's getting cut. I'll keep the part in about me drunk driving for a couple of years when I was in college, but I'm cutting out the part where I thought it was the Pac-10. I didn't do it a lot, okay? But it happened. I'm just being real with you, okay? And you probably did it too, you fucks. So don't fucking glare at me through the TV. It was wrong. It was dumb. Just keeping it real. Real dumb. No, I was going to say the Pac-12 should just, like, they're like, oh, they, they, the games are on so late. Play in the morning. Have a game that starts here at 8 o'clock. So it's on at, what is that, 11 o'clock on the fucking East Coast. That means the players got to, like, start warming up at midnight. I don't care. Do what you got to do. Stop complaining. Do you want people to see you? Play earlier. It's not that hard. I watched the uh, I watched the Army Air Force game. You guys know, big Army football fan up here. Keep trying to convince people to join me. They won't. I don't know why. It's because I live in California. That's why. People here have like mixed feelings about the Army, and they're like, oh, "Am I a Republican now?" It's like, no, you can just enjoy the team, you psychos. Just enjoy it. You can't. I can't invite. I've. There's been. Games, I like invite my friends. Like, hey, you guys want to come to an army football game? They're like, I'm going to be there outside protesting. I'm like, okay, I guess you're already there then. Nobody, nobody likes it. The army air force game was awesome. They played it in Texas, the uh, the Ranger Stadium. I don't generally love football in baseball stadiums, but apparently the vibe there was great. Listened to a couple of podcasts with uh, people that were there, and uh, they raved about it. 
Love being an army, an army football fan. I keep trying to. I was talking about this actually with a buddy recently, but everybody just assumes because I think everybody just assumes that I went to West Point when they see me wearing an army football shirt. And I I used to correct them like immediately. I'd be like, no, 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 I did not. My dad was there. But it's awkward when you do that. Like they people people feel weird. They're like, oh, okay, sorry. So so why do you like this? It's like a whole conversation you get into, and it's like, I don't want to tell. Okay, I was going to games when I was five. No, I didn't serve in the Army. Why didn't I serve in the Army? Well, you know, I feel like at that time I would have made that decision. I was fighting with my dad a lot. You know, it just didn't work out that way. But it's, it's there's a version of my life where I was. Like, I just don't do it. So what I do now is I just answer vaguely and in a way that people don't want to dig deeper so I don't have to fucking... People go, oh, thank you for your service. I go, it's my father's service. I serve my father. And they're like, what is that? They think, what does that mean? But they don't say because they're like, is he religious? Is he talking about? <laughs> is he thanking his own father for raising him to be a good enough person to go into the... It just throws them enough to be like, leave me alone. Uh, leave me alone. But I'm, I'm serious. You guys don't know what you're missing to be Army football fans. It's the only team where you can wear gear for your team and go to the bar of another team or stadium and talk as much shit as you want. And at the end of the game, even if you win, the other team, the other fans, like, thank you for everything you've done for them. <laughs> you can only go so hard at the Army football team and then tell you're the asshole, even if they're being assholes on the field. It's like they're willing to go die for you. They're like kids choosing to die for adults. You'd be like, fuck army. Like, you just can't do it. You can't do it. It's not the Vietnam War anymore, assholes. You lost that one, libs. You can't do it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's an experience. I wish I, I wish I shared it with more people. It's, it's like me, my dad. I've gotten my brother to, like, pretend like he likes army football a little bit, but he doesn't. People don't like, they don't, I, don't, I think it's like you got to get into the style of the game. You got to get into the triple option, but it's, it's a thing. Like it's, it's its own entity that you have to appreciate it. I just love that they don't throw the ball ever. They, they, they will literally, they won games. I think it was in 2018. They had a quarterback that was just a really good runner, had, did not have an arm. Like he just couldn't throw it. And I think they won like five games without attempting a pass. I'm not, again, not completing, attempting a pass. They didn't try to throw the ball the entire game and they won five times in a season. That's like some 1890s shit. Like where you, that's like where you're watching the highlights of the team on the Zapruder film or something. <laughs> that's like the game of the century where it's like Army and Notre Dame and the score's three to nothing and the announcer's like, oh, and they beat them with the forward pass. Like that's the level of game planning for Army. I mean, it's just amazing to watch. And all the service academies do it. Uh, Navy does it. Um, Air Force does it. A lot of the, the FCS schools like Citadel, like, you do it when you just have less talent. Like it's a it's an equalizer. But I'm t I keep trying to bring people in. I'm I'm like you know the gates are open. Come be an army football fan. You don't have to join the army. You can just 
You can eat, you don't even have to agree with everything the army does. You can just watch the football games. I'm telling you, they they are the best. They have an awesome tradition there. It's a be- it's one of the most beautiful places on earth to go watch a football game at Mikey Stadium. It's pronounced Mikey, by the way, not Mishy. Fucking announcers getting paid half a million dollars can't learn the correct pronunciation. It's Mikey Stadium. But no, I keep telling people like Go, go, check it out. You will like it. It is, it is an experience. It's the only, because I remember like uh, thinking, remember there's like that Troy Aikman video where like the, the jet flyover happens. He goes, what a waste of fucking money. And like he's like, on, they catch him on hot mic complaining about the flyover. I always kind of felt that way. And I'm like, why, why is there a jet screaming across the sky? That's that does seem like a waste of money. I always thought Troy had a point, except when you're at an army football game, when an, or navy, any when you go there and you see the thing, they could roll tanks out on the field. I'd be like, yeah, like it's because that's actually what they do. They literally do that. That's their job. <laughs> you could call that training. You know, they're gonna do that after. It's cool, man. I I got people gotta they gotta give it a shot. Give it a shot. All right. Is that, is that, did I convince you? That's what, look, that's why I'm into college football. I like it because there's so many teams playing. There's so many different traditions. There's so many underdogs. You know, it's just, you know, who's going to upset who? Like, what, it was, uh, did Purdue beat number three Michigan State this week? It was top 25. A couple people are losing in the top 25 every week to somebody that's not ranked. Sometimes they, they have a losing record and they beat them. It happens all the time. Sometimes the FCS school comes up and beats. That'd be like the AAA team for the Tampa Bay Rays beating the Yankees on a Wednesday night. You'd be like, what the fuck am I watching? That happens every Saturday. It's amazing. I mean, I, I, I'll say this. I love the bowl season too. I don't watch the college football playoff. I'd leave that part out. I have no interest in I don't care if Alabama or Ohio State wins. I don't care. Until they have a playoff where undefeated teams get to go play Alabama, I don't care. It's a it's a bullshit it's a bullshit system until people get an actual chance to uh defend an undefeated season. UCF undefeated for an entire year. Didn't get to go to the college football playoff. That's all I need to know. And so it's so weird the arguments they make for it where you're like, How, what's, the, the, what's the, the greatest playoff in all sports is the, obviously, the NCAA tournament. And the reason it's great, because there's fucking 64 teams, baby. And there's a 16 seed playing a one seed. And sometimes my boys from the University of Maryland, County, whatever, Reindeer, whatever that team was, they beat UVA. The two beats the fifth. The fifteen beats the two. George Mason makes the final four. The fact that Alabama goes, we beat Coastal Carolina anyway. Look at their stupid field. No thanks. It's it's so against the what sports is about. So I'm not saying I support the college football playoff, but everything else about college football. Fun to watch. And I, you know, and by that I mean I endorse everything they do. 
for you assholes out there that are like, oh, what do you think about paying colleges? Shut up. Obviously, pay people. Or don't. I don't know. I did no research. Much like COVID. I don't know if that would ruin the game. I have no idea. I know realignment's hurting it. I know that. I know the SEC doesn't need 20 teams. Mm. This is a fun podcast, I feel. I, I did all right. It's so hard to sign off when it's just me because I'm like, I can't tell if I'm ending on a high note or a low note. Like on stage, you're like, da, 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 da. you land, stick the landing. You know, there's uh, there's a crowd of people cheering, laughing. You go, all right, have a good night. On the podcast, you're just like, and I'm done. <laughs> see you, see you next week, assholes. Like, there's nothing left. But yeah, I guess I am done. I mean, I'm at the time that I said I would go to, so I'll uh, I'll wrap it up. As always, everybody, thank you for uh, being a part of my audience. I do mean it if, if you're hearing this. Um, let me say for real. So the whole thing with Boston is that I have the show on Wednesday. I'll likely have a show on Thursday. I mean, I'm pretty good at stand-up. I'd be very surprised if I don't advance to Thursday at least. 50-50 I'll be in on Saturday for like whatever their finals is where you can win money. If you are in the Boston area, drop me a line. At Eric Helwig, Instagram, Twitter. Like, come out and see a show on the weekend if I'm performing on the weekend. I might book shows while I'm out in Boston. So, you know, you guys know how to contact me. If you go to erichelwig.com, you can uh, join my bands in town where I list all my shows. The second I get a show, I put it right there. Boom. You just go there. You see, oh, my God, Eric's playing 10 minutes from my house. Let me just click on that. Um, I'm going to grab this knife, and I'm going to kill him. If you're my enemy, you might be saying that. Or maybe you're just a fan, in which case you can come out and defend me against that killer. Would you take a knife to the gut so that I can win the Boston Comedy Festival? That's a question you got to ask yourself. I don't want no pussies coming out to my shows. All right, I want people that are willing to defend me with their life. So you ask yourself, you stare stare at your own reflection in the mirror before you click yes on any show that I'm doing. Am I willing to die for this man? Because if you're just coming to laugh, fuck you. I ask a lot of my fans. All right, this has been fun. Uh, I'll see you guys in uh, two weeks. Everybody stay safe. And uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us for free, there are many ways to do it. Start by subscribing on whatever platform you're currently listening on. If you're on Apple Podcasts, write a five-star review. And if you're on YouTube, like the video and leave a comment. On erichelwig.com, you can subscribe to the newsletter and click the track button to follow Eric's stand updates and never miss a show when he's in town. To support the podcast financially, visit the merch store via Eric's website. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next show.